go. I hit goad. Right on. But we were just talking about podcasting. Yeah. Um, and I sent you a clip about, uh, so it was a Joe Rogan clip where he's interviewing a guy that's on YouTube, Mr. Beast. Yeah. I had never heard of him. So I kind of had like my, my kids, you know, were yeah. like way into him and stuff. And, but we, I didn't know, I didn't ever watch him to know if it was good or bad. So we were like, no, like you can't yeah, yeah. Uh, watch him or whatever. And which I was, but then I started watching him and it's actually really cool. Like he, some episodes are like, he goes and buys 8,000 hamburgers from the Wendy's and gives them to the first responders in the city or, cool. but like it's clickbait too, because yeah. he says that in the thumb, in, in the title, right? Like I went and bought 8,000 hamburgers and people are like, well, what's that all about? Yeah. Um, but he does really cool things like that. Like one I watched, he planted like a million trees or something like that. And just like he actually does really good things, yeah. you know. And uh, so then, you know, I've we've watched some of them. And, and they're pretty clean for the most part, which I was a little bit yeah. disappointed in his interview. He was oh, a little he bit was, vulgar. You know, potty mouth. He's like, Mom, yeah. don't, don't show this to my mom. <laughs> But just that, you know, as we talk about business, I thought that his story was really cool because he just talked about how he was just fired up about it. He loved YouTube, you yeah. know, because Joe's like, well, who taught you how to do YouTube and how did you figure that all yeah. out? And he's like, I was just addicted to it and I taught myself how to how yeah. to do it and how to get... Like, did you hear the part where he was even saying they were like timing so him and some of his buddies got together and they were trying to figure out the best way to make successful youtube videos yeah and so they were timing like the the time between screen like video like screen changes interesting or like different pictures or whatever you know like yeah. like anyway just yeah it's cool just like jumping in and committed to it and, yeah. and well, being obsessed with it at 11 yeah he was 11 you know, now he's 23. He says he's been doing it for, I guess, I think a decade. Years. Yeah, about yeah, something like that. He used to make a dollar a day, and then he didn't know what to do or how to do it. So what I liked was his mastermind. He's like, I that got was cool. I got together with a couple other people, which sounds like they don't talk anymore because he was kind of like, oh, I didn't hear that part. Just, I mean, maybe they do. Maybe I got that wrong. Um, but they would get together and they would just chat about all of that. But he even called it a mastermind, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool because Napoleon Hill also calls it a mastermind. And I doubt that this kid at 11 was like, I need a mastermind group. Yeah. But he did it and obviously became massively successful from it. Well, and I think he even said that all of them now have successful channels, right? Oh, yeah, because they all got, they all he got, said within a few months got to a million followers. Yeah, within few a few months of each other. Of e yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then, yeah, like just... I think it, it shows the, it's, I mean, it's, it's what we talk about, you know, yeah. it's, it's being excited about something, being passionate about something, yeah. figuring out a way to use that to add value to others. Yeah. And then in return, as you get better and better at that, then you get value out of it too, by being compensated for it. Yeah. You know? So I thought that that was a really cool story. Yeah, it, it is. And it, it just illustrates so many different points that we do, we, we, we talk about. And, you know, one of them is faith, you know, mm -hmm. his college story. <laughs> so, you know, if anyone hasn't listened to that, he uh, it's the Mr. Beast episode. 
uh, I think the last one that was on Joe Rogan. And um, he says he goes to college. He was he went to college, and uh, he didn't actually go. He was just getting zeros, Fs in all of his classes, but his mom thought he was going, and that <laughs> gave him a timeline, a deadline. He's like, I knew what I was doing wasn't sustainable, so I had to hurry and make it on YouTube. And then he made like $20,000 in a month or something. He's like, yeah. hey, mom, by the way, I don't go to college anymore, and I made $20,000. I'm going to move out. <laughs> so, Yeah. But I think they're just – it shows that passion and that drive, you know. Yeah. I mean – it's it's a lot of successful people have a very similar story. Yeah. Even though it seems crazy, like there's so many people that were you, like even look at Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, I think, and yeah. I think both of them dropped out of college yeah. because they were just obsessed with what they were doing. Well, and if you think, and there's we've said it before, there's nothing wrong with having a job if that's what you're choosing, but you never hear, you know, you just said Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. If they were working a nine to five, you never would have heard of them. Mm -hmm. And that's not what, that's not why we do this. We don't try to be successful to get our name out and have notoriety. But at the same time, working that nine to five is very difficult to become financially wealthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and just, I think the fun part more than anything of starting something, being, uh, committed to something and and moving forward with that and watching that grow is the excitement and passion around it yeah like with that interview i went and actually so i just watched like a 15 minute clip that was kind of his story of how he kind of got going but before i saw that and i was like oh that's interesting so i went and clicked on the actual episode on spotify yeah and listened to like the first 10 minutes which after a little bit i was like eh, i'm not gonna waste yeah. my time listening to this garbage whatever and but he was very nervous which yeah. was interesting and then the on youtube the 15 minute clip popped up so i think it was probably like an hour you know it was some time later into it yeah so at the first part, he was really nervous. Well, I clicked on it again, and he was just, like, animated and excited and, like... That's cool. ...was just, you could tell, he was very passionate about what he does and his story behind it. And just, even though he, you know, he even admits, like, that he was an awkward kid and all he wanted to do was talk about YouTube to people and all this, all this stuff, and YouTube wasn't cool at the time. Yeah. But he's just, like... You can tell he just loves what he's doing and is, and is excited about it's it. It's really cool. Well, that episode then is kind of analogous to success, or, or at least jumping away from your 9 to 5 and and getting into something that you're passionate about. At first, you're nervous. Yeah. It's scary. You might be a little bit shy and kind of... And then a few months later, you're like, hey, dang, this was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. and, and it just takes some time, just, I guess, like that episode. Well, and I think there's value too, you know, like you talked about where he, he's like, okay, I told my mom I was going to college. Obviously within a semester, she would know that he's not going yeah. or whatever. So he kind of was up against, you know, a, a, a hard spot to like, I have to make this work in the next three months. Yeah. I think there's a lot of value to that. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of done both ways. I've, I've had a side hustle and eased into it. I've also had times where I knew something was wrong yeah. and I just stepped completely away from it, even though it's scary, but it does light a fire under you because you're it like, does. I have to make this work. Yep. And so there's kind of two ways to, to look at it there and 
fear and failure are a great motivator yeah. sometimes as well. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> are. Uh, well, you got Napoleon Hill, one of the originals, one of the greats in the self-development world. And uh, he talked about not having a backup plan. You know, there's something to do with stepping into it, the unknown, faith, just doing it. Just go for it. It's like, well, that's scary. You know, what if I, what if, what if, what if? Who cares? Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen? You know, this kid started at 11, so obviously a little, little different. Yeah. But um, there's really, there is difference. But you got Kentucky Fried Chicken that started when Colonel Sanders was like 60 or older. Right, yeah. You know, it's just, it's never too late to do what you're passionate about. For sure. And never too early, too. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I mean, if you're if you're in high school or college and listening to this, like start right start, now. Yep. Like I look at what, you know, it took me, you know, I've been involved in different businesses and, and that has some com compounding effects in itself. You learn things in one business that you can take and learn in a different business and you kind of, you know, it does com compound beneficially, yeah. but starting a business that you're passionate about when you're 18 years old yeah. and working on that for 10 years, by the time you're 28, you are very well established and know what you're doing in that business. Yeah. You know, like, like there's a lot of value in starting something young and jumping into it. And you don't have the commitments. You don't have the responsibilities when you're young. Like, yeah, if you're in high school or college, just, just do go it. for it. If it's something that yeah. you think is exciting. Yeah, make it happen right now. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it is funny. Just as so people know, and if you're older, then you understand it. There's a security level that you start to get used to in a job. You know, the first couple of years it might be like, oh well, I can go find something else. I can do something. I can do anything. And then as the years go by, it kind of just ticks away, and at some point it's like, oh, it's too late. I can't go do anything else. Like, well, how old are you? You know, I'm 50. Well, that's okay. 50. Mm -hmm. Still got another 40 years to live. Mm -hmm. You're only halfway through your life. Yeah. And, and really, that's that's how we should be looking at it. It is scary to step out, but scary doesn't mean it's wrong. Well, and think about the amount of change you can make in five years. <laughs> yeah. So say, you know, say you're 50 and you say, I want to change. And, you know, I think with that security thing, a lot of times it's like, well, the devil I know is better than the devil I don't know, you yeah. know? And so even though maybe it's not checking all of those boxes, the situation that we're in right now, it's easy to say, well, at least, at least I know that yeah. it sucks and it potentially could suck a lot worse or, yeah. you know, maybe not even suck. It just isn't as good as you want it to be. Yeah. But, you know, say you're 50 and you start doing, you know, you want to make some changes. This could be anything in life. You know, this can be physically, this can be mentally, this can be in a job, whatever. Yeah. In five years, you can be in a completely different realm of life. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, five years is is quite a long of t quite a lot of time to make some serious progress yeah. in the business world. It, it's kind of an eternity. You know, your business can be made in five years. You can definitely be broken in five years too. Yeah. You know, you start just focusing on the basics and it, it's crazy. If I think back, we've been in business for about f 
14 years. But if you put it in five-year chunks, those are massive differences. Mm-hmm. You know, we started one out just very small, very minimal, part-time. Five years later, very different spot. Five years after that, oh, the world, world of difference. Full-time, you know, a couple different businesses in the same build. And like just... Yeah. Yeah, five years, you're right. Mm-hmm. Totally big difference. And it's interesting, too, because looking at a big established business, like like what you guys have here, you look at that and you're like, man, that's how do you ever get to that level, you know, from the outside looking in. But what we don't see is is that whole backstory. Yeah. You know, for you, um, you probably don't see the big, complete business just in itself. You see all of the, man, 14, you see that whole process that you just talked yeah. about, you know, like... Like, and every business starts like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't start in the big buildings that we see now. Yeah. You look at Walmart and you're like, how, how did they ever get there? Well, it's good. Sam Walton started it in a little tiny store. We've talked about it in the past. You know, he started a little department store or whatever it was, a little hardware store. And then it grew and then it, it scaled. And that's kind of the key is very quickly... And I don't know where we want to shift today as far as conversation goes, but there's a book called The E-Myth by Mm -hmm. Michael Gerber. And in that, he talks about being the technician, the manager, and the business owner. And as early on as possible in a business, you want to start to transition to manager and business owner. It's cool to do all three in the beginning just to kind of know. Like, that's what we've done in all of ours. Everything, we've always been the technician, then the manager, then the business owner, and it's taken some time to get to business owner to where we're just making kind of some decisions here and there. But as quickly as possible, that's that's what we want to do. We want to shift. And so, you know, if someone's starting a little handyman business on the side, that's great. But at some point, it wears on your body or it wears on your mind. And you want to have somebody trained to where they can be the technician and then you manage them. And then at some point you want to be able to hire a manager so that, because you've got 15 different people working for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go help the economy of Cancun. Yeah. <laughs> and then your yeah. manager is going to be helping the economy of, of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then those guys are going to be helping the economy of Cincinnati. Each of those towns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Well, and it's, and it's leverage too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, you're, you're able to leverage people's time and skills, which maybe some people are like, oh yeah, greedy business owners yep. just leveraging everything they can. But no, really you're giving employees an opportunity to step into a, a good workplace and, yep. and provide business, you know, provide jobs for them to go and, and do work at the job site and everything else. So it, it, it is a the it's a progression that is successful for everybody I yeah and it's a proven progression you know something that's important to remember in all of that if you say leverage all of those people are choosing to work and what they're probably hoping for well let's say from a business owner standpoint there are going to be some of them that want to stay in the technician spot forever that's great Mm -hmm. there are going to be some that want to move to a management position great and then some that are going to want to move from a management position to an owner position, which means they're going to go out and start their own company. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. That's Jocko. That's right, Jocko. Yeah. Um, so at that point, then you could get into the competition part, which we don't get into. 
we were into collaboration. Collaborate with them, and all of a sudden you start to be able to go from Cincinnati to I don't know any other towns in Ohio. So yeah, you know you get to just move Scr- out. Scranton, Scranton, yeah. Is it, isn't that in Ohio? Or is that Pennsylvania? I don't. I don't know. know. <clears throat> I'm looking it up. But you, we should. You look keep that going. Up. No, you're good. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Maybe it is Pennsylvania. I don't. Wa- I don't. I don't watch that enough to know. Anyway, uh, I well, I was gonna just start to. To make fun of him, but I, I better not. Yeah, it is Pennsylvania. My bad. No, it's Scranton. <laughs> I don't know my ge- well, geology very good. In the office is Scranton in I, Ohio. I think I have I don't no know. idea. I don't know. Either. Maybe they don't even say the state. I don't watch it enough. Oh, it's, it's so great. I don't watch it enough either. <laughs> but I should. Um, competition, collaboration, mm-hmm. and just collaborate. I mean, if we've learned anything from the Federal Reserve, it's that we should all come together <laughs> yeah. as, no, and and just collaborate. Because really, that, that is what it's about. Right. You know, if another rock climbing gym is going to open in, in this town, cool. We're probably going to specialize in different things. Can you imagine if there was only one construction company around? Yeah. Well, sounds yeah, like the prices great. would be a little outrageous and you'd have no quality control. And gas stations and everything else. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It is. All of business is cool. Well, and it's interesting too. This is something that we that I kind of mentioned before we got on the podcast, and that is just how small little things. Like yeah. you talked about it in your business, you know, you went from a, a part time thing, and then it got a little bit bigger, and then a little bit bigger, and then you take year one and year ten, and they're not even in this on the same planet. You yeah. know, they're completely different in in a decade. And so, one thing that I've been, you know, just has been standing out to me over the last week or two is it's called, I think it's actually like a philosophy or something, but it's called the, uh, the aggregation of marginal gains. And so it's, um, you know, just the, the philosophy that these little teeny tiny gains on a daily basis over time create huge changes in, institutions or people or whatever and it actually happens pretty fast like the the main uh kind of story that i'm thinking of was there was a it was like the british uh cycling team back in the i don't know when uh during a certain period of time and they were terrible like they were so bad that a lot of bike companies wouldn't even let them (laughs) buy their bikes to ride because they were that bad like they had never won they hadn't won a race in years and years and years and and all that kind of stuff. Well, they got a new coach and he, that was his kind of his model and ideas that he was going to find little tiny things that they could do. Um, and within a few years, they were like the number one team in the world. So cool. You know, just finding these small little things. To, Even to down do. to their pillows. Yeah. I mean, they, they found the right pillows mm-hmm. for these cyclers. And I'm like, what does that have to do with it? It has everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Well, and like painting the inside of a van a certain color and like just, you know, what kind cool. of clothes they were wearing and just everything, you know, yeah. looked at every little thing. Um, I mean, you think about it in fitness. Yeah. I mean, think when I, when I first, I like to run. And so I, I try to run, you know, at least a few days a week. And I think back to when I started running, I think I, it popped up on Facebook. I think it was like seven years ago. 
And I just, I'd never really been into running or anything, but I decided that I wanted to run. And there, I lived out on a farm and there was a tree back behind that house that was, I think it was like a half a mile there and a half a mile back. So it was a mile total, you know, to get out to this tree and back. I could not run that yeah. to begin with, you know? So I would run and walk and run and walk and run and walk. Now it's running a mile is no big deal, you yeah. know? And so, but, but looking back, it's like, I'm in a completely different place as far as being able to run than I was just a few years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago was not that, you know, I mean, that's not that much time. Yeah. I mean, we'll, so, we're talking the five years, you know, two mm-hmm. more than five and five years ago, you're in a way different spot. Yeah. Also too, like what's the furthest you've ever run? I've, I've run a 50 K. So Holy that's crap. like 32 miles or something like okay, that. I don't know exactly what it is. That's but. nuts. How would an extra three miles have been on that? How would it have yeah. been? Yeah. I mean, if you're already running a yeah, 50K. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. It's 10%, basically. But then you, know? you, you just barely said that at the beginning. I know. It was a mile. I know. It's, so, it's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. So what wouldn't have been a big deal seven years later to just, just do an extra three miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. A third of that was difficult. Yeah. That's cool. Well, in, in the beginning, it seems like it's such a huge thing, you know, like, okay, I can't run a mile. Well, running five miles is so, like, such a big thing, you know? Well, you get to five miles and you look back and you're like, yeah. you know, it just, we grow into those things, you know? Like, when I was start trying to run one mile, if somebody would have said, you're going to run a marathon someday. Like, it wasn't even a goal that I was striving to do. I just, yeah. you know... But just making small, consistent changes every once in a while. And that wasn't even every day. That's like a few times a week. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so, I mean, same thing in business, same thing in mindset, same thing in any of it. We can be a completely different person really in two, really in a year. Yeah. Probably in six in less, months. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, every single, it's actually... I don't want to say impossible because we don't believe that things are completely impossible. Um, but it's it's implausible to think that every day we could become 1% better. Because in 100 days, without compounding, you're 100% better. Mm-hmm. But even taking that principle and scaling it back, just get a little bit better every day. Even if it's 0. .00001 every day, you're getting better every single day and it doesn't have to be everything either you know you were doing um uh you're talking running well it, it could be mindset it could be you know any of that as long as we're getting a little bit better in one part of our life a day things aren't going to get worse mm-hmm. circumstances might change but then you're now a different person it's cool i, I like all of it's cool I, it, and it's vast that's the thing is it's tough to even yeah. narrow in on one thing because it's vast. It's everything, everything in our life. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So by you running and finding out, hey, I can run a mile. Well, then it might be, hey, uh, well, that means I, I, I can do the carnivore diet. Well, now I do both. I can quit my job. Mm-hmm. I can go out and make this thing, things happen. Or if that's too big of a jump, aim lower. Yeah. Because because a quitting a job might be a that might be a fifty percent 
change or yeah. something. Well, aim lower, you know, aim. Uh, I was reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life, and he talks about chapter four is my favorite chapter or rule four is my favorite uh, rule in there. And it says, the rule is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who somebody else is today. Oh, yeah. And he talks about um, that, how a lot of times we aim too high. And so we're like, well, we're not going to do that. You know, it's, it's high. And we think that th- that should be the next step. And so a lot of times we don't do it because it's too much of a step. And so he says, aim lower. So, you know, he says, well, if, if, if you're not, this is just an example. This isn't an example that he's going to give. But, okay, if you don't want to work out for 30 minutes, work out for 15. Yeah. Well, if you're not going to work out for, if, if that's still too much, work out for 10. Yeah. If that's still too much, work out for five. Okay. Like, yeah, that's it today. Yeah. Work out for five. And you worked out. And you worked out. And then you go, hmm, that wasn't so bad. Well, then the next day it's like, okay, well, maybe I can work out for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, and then it doesn't take very many days of doing that to sit, to then work out for an hour a day. Yeah. You know, it, it's not, but it, it, it was interesting in that book that it's like aim lower, you know, so. I think that's great. The whole shoot for the stars and hit the moon thing, it, it's true in the fact that you'll still reach some level of success, but I want to know that what I'm trying to achieve is actually achievable. Mm-hmm. That's, that's more motivating to me than thinking, hey, I'm going to try really hard and just kind of see where I go. Well, if I want to run a mile and I have to start that with 100 yards, that's, that's cool. I know I can do 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And then I can do 200. And then those incremental, it's, I think it's good on our mind. Now, it's also good to have lofty goals. But I think it's almost switched. You make small goals that you know you can hit, and you make lofty goals, and you kind of internalize them, and then let them go. Like, hey, that, mm-hmm. that, could, that could possibly happen someday. That's a pretty big goal. But I sure know that I can go out and run 100 meters. Yeah. Or I know that I can hop on and research what business I want to start. Yeah. I mean, people don't think about that. and uh, like, I never did. Think about just getting on and researching what business you want to start is part of being a business owner. Yep. You're a business owner sure. already. And if you want to think the whole faith principle deal, you are already what you want to become. And if we want to reach any level of success in whatever that is, you have to be that person that can be successful. You can't be a millionaire without a million dollars. You can't be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't think of another example there really quick. Well, and he talks about that in there too, that, you know, you, you start off aiming low, but then as you start to gain some successes and confidence, it actually elevates your vision and your goals for your life to those lofty heights, you know, over yeah. time as you like right now, like I've thought about running, like I see people on Facebook or whatever that I follow that run a hundred mile race. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's incredible. And like maybe when I was running a, a one mile, it was like, man, those people are nuts. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, so it wasn't even anything that I would perceive myself as doing in the future at all ever. Yeah. 
Now it's like, hmm, I wonder what kind of preparation would go into that. Yeah. Or I wonder what it would be like to do that. You know, like it even, it takes something that's completely out there and off the table and brings it in, you know, as you gain success and you grow into that and you grow uh, in the things that you want to pursue, then you start looking at those things that looked impossible before and you start going, well, maybe, maybe I'd want to do that, you know. And, and looking at something and saying, maybe I'd want to do that has a lot of power, yeah. you know, because you do that too many times and you find yourself doing that thing, yeah. you know, so. When words are really powerful, you say, I wonder if I could. Well, wonder is like daydreaming about, like deep daydreaming. Can I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, wondering. I think we mix that word up sometimes. Like, I wonder what it would be to be a millionaire. And that's more like. It'd be really cool to be a millionaire, but I'm not going to try. You know, we just kind of fly words. by. But I, yeah, like it's just kind of gone. Yeah. yeah. But I know when you say, I wonder about running 100 miles, you're researching it. You're thinking it. You're like, man, I've run 50. Could I, you know, you're, you're going to, if that ends up being a goal, mm-hmm. you'll just make it happen. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's those little incremental gains, just like you're saying. And it's a movement from, those people are nuts, which, like you yes. said, is completely dismissive yeah. to like, hmm, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. I mean, the power in just that, you know, gaining some confidence to look at something, to look at a million-dollar business and go, hmm, yeah, I made I made $20,000 this last year in my business. Yeah. Hmm, I kind of know what it took to do that. Okay, yep. what do I need to put in place to get to that million-dollar thing? Yep. Whereas before when you weren't making anything in a business, it's like, well, that's impossible. You know, yeah. those small steps are just powerful things, really. Yeah. You know, and like we were saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. So you start working in one area of your life and you start to become who that successful person can be. Have you heard the statistics on lottery winners? Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind yeah, of generally. Like, like the vast majority of them within a few years are right back to where they started. They've lost it all. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I won a $20 million lottery. So I went out and I bought a Lamborghini and I bought a $50 million or a $5 million home and I did this and that. They never knew how to manage money. Yeah. So when you get $20 million, you don't know what to do with it except for spend it. But if, if they would have accumulated that 20 million on their own over a long, a long period of time, they've become who can hold on to that. Yeah. And that's the same with everything. Like we might even get into, which is, this is a little off from starting a business, but like, let's say you find a, a girlfriend or a, a boyfriend and it's, they're just, they're amazing. And you kind of self-sabotage to lose that because we haven't become that person in that relationship mm-hmm. or we haven't become that person to hold on to that business. So self-development's really big in all of this as well. Like the marginal gains of self-development are huge. Yeah. You know, someone cuts you off in traffic. How do you, how do you react? Probably one of the biggest parts. Probably. You know, yeah, it's, it is crazy. One of the self-development things I like to listen to is Jim Rohn. Have you ever listened to him? Um, I I don't think I've specifically listened to him, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. His, one of his uh, things that he says is, is if you get a million dollars, you better become a millionaire very fast so you get to keep the money. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah, know, exact like, same thing. Back to that mentality thing, you know. So, yeah. And I think the exciting thing is, is that is, 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 is. 
you can make large, you can, in six months from now, if you want to change, you can look back and be like, I can't even, I, I think we both are, are that way. Yeah. You know, I look back six months ago and I'm like, I had no idea how that was going to happen and that was going to fall into place. And man, that was incredible. What's in it for the next six months? Yeah. This is kind of neat. Yeah. And what a cool mentality to have. Like, instead of, oh, the, the next six months is going to happen to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, the next six months might happen to me. Yes. You know, it's the same words, different tone. Yeah. Like, um, uh, Jack Canfield, he talks about his, his mentor was um, a guy that I can't think of his name right now, and he worked for Napoleon Hill. Okay. W. Clement Stone. So Napoleon Hill, Success Magazine, W. Clement Stone was the editor of Success Magazine. And Jack Kenfield describes him as an inverse paranoid. So instead of being like, oh, well, oh crap, what if these bad things happen to me? He was like, oh, wow, what if these great things happen to me? And that was just his, that was, his, that was him. Mm -hmm. That was his persona. Instead of the negative, it was all the positive. And how would life change? If we're like, oh, that light stayed green for me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, oh, the, those uh, those uh, doors just opened automatically. Like, it sensed me walking in here. Mm -hmm. Man, life would be pretty good. Or something happens with a customer or whatever, yeah. and it's like, how this is a perfect situation for me to prove to that customer that I'm always going to treat them well or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, yep. always looking for the good in every situation even yeah. sometimes the bad ones yeah so. which is back to your marginal gains when those good things happen and you acknowledge them maybe it's not that more good things are going to happen but you're going to notice more of those good things and we know that when you focus on something it expands so now you're focusing on that great on that good it's just going to get more Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if that's a universal law. I don't know what it is. I just know that it's true because we've lived it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that people can... Like, I think a lot of times we take for granted. We all think that we live in the same world. You know, we're all in the same physical world. Yeah. But everybody lives in completely different realms of being, you know? Yeah. Somebody that's fit is is living in a different life, really completely sure. different life than somebody who's not and yeah. can't go climb a mountain or do what the things they want to do. Yeah. They are living in two completely separate realms of being yeah, like mental worlds. Yeah. Or even physical worlds. Yeah. Cause, oh, cause yeah, the that's person, very true. the person that's, yeah. but even though, but we don't look at it that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. So somebody that's, that's making, well, and it even it's not even necessarily that. It's the mindset too can can change too. But everybody's living in a completely different world from each other, even though we think that we're not. That makes sense. When you say it like that, you know, you look at the Grand Teton, which is a big, huge mountain by us. Mm -hmm. To an unfit person, they may, might be like, "That's a very beautiful mountain," and to the fit person, they go, "I'm gonna go conquer that." Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. to the top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot and of sense. I've never, know. I've never thought about it like that. So, I mean, it's just. It's just interesting that it's it's cool because we have the power individually, I think, to to change that. If we're in a life that we don't like, yeah, 
we can change that ourselves yeah. personally. Yeah, we definitely and, can. And it all comes from these little tiny things. Yeah. So, I don't know. So what do you focus on first? Like, you know, let's say someone is listening to this and they go, oh, man, I'd really like to, to quit my job. These guys are talking about marginal gains. Well, I don't even have anything to gain right now. Yeah. They do, but they're just thinking that. Like, what's a good place for them to start? I think... Oh, so I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day. I hadn't thought about this, but um, I think probably the place to start is figure out why you want to quit doing that part and start doing something else. You know, um, if you're doing it, you know, just figure out what is, is the problem. Is the problem your job for sure? Like there's things going on there that you just don't like and, you know, whatever, then I think it's important to separate that from, I want to pursue something, like maybe you don't like your job because you want to pursue this idea that you have or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of looking inwardly, and maybe this is way, comp I don't know if this is the right answer or not. I'm not getting but, any of it. No, I'm but just, I think, I'm, but I think, good. but I think just figuring out for yourself, like what is something passionate or cool that you want to do yeah you know and and figure out maybe that is in your job if your job could change this way and this way and this way or you could get promoted to a different position or whatever maybe yeah. maybe that changes within kind of the area that you're at maybe there is things outside of that that you're like well i'm a whatever right now you know i'm a police officer right now but i've always wanted to have my own business doing whatever, you yeah. know, like tactical training or something yeah. like that. Well, figuring that out is a big step in the right direction. Like all I can think about is this tactical training business. I know it would be good. Yeah. Well, you know, like just figure out yourself, really sit down and have those conversations of what do I want to do? Sometimes even writing down a pros and cons list of the different things that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And just really having intent on making those big decisions because if it's just coming from emotion and it's like i don't like my boss and i want to quit yeah that's not a great place to for sure to be making those big decisions from yeah um you know i think too that it's a lot more powerful to be running towards something than to be running from something if you're just quitting your job because you want to because you hate your job and you want to quit and you don't like your boss there's not a lot of emotional energy around that yeah if you're running towards something because you think it's pat you're passionate about it and excited about it you have a lot more value to give value sorry i'm not trying to put words no in yeah no absolutely it is and and i was going to say too probability of success you yeah. know a oh, lot more absolutely. probability of success so i'd say that that little thing is and that's a small thing just write down like what your goals and dreams are, what your vision is, what your strengths and weaknesses are, and kind of the pros and cons of your current situation yeah. and figure out really what it is you want to pursue or be excited about. I don't know. Yeah, I like I don't that. know. I what like do you think? Um, well, going a little bit with what you said about because you hate your boss and running from that, I think the best way to get from where you are to where you want to ultimately be is just bettering yourself. 
So, you know, we go, well, I hate my boss. Well, why do you hate your boss? Well, he's a jerk. Well, why is he a jerk? You know, like, let's dig in, like, dig a little bit. Start asking yourself, why am I where I am? And not meaning that if you don't get along with your boss, that's why you're in that position. But it actually might be. Yeah. You know, if, if you're in that position and you're having a difficult time, well, you're either going to have to become better at something to get out of that position, or you've got to become better at something, maybe meaning people skills or you know, communication, something like that, to be okay in the situation that you're in. So really it's self-development. It's just trying to get as good as we can where we are right now, and then we can move to other places. It's, it's back to the whole Jim Rohn thing. If you want to become a, if you get a million dollars, you better become a millionaire really fast. Mm-hmm. It, it's the same thing. Like if you're going to jump out into the unknown, you also have to be willing to hurry and learn. Or if that's scary to make that jump right now, start reading business books, yes. listen to business podcasts, um, start the side hustle slowly, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you can take a leap. You know, if, if we know there's a trampoline down there, it's not a problem, but we might have to climb down a little bit before we let go. Yeah. No, I like, I like that. And I think it's important too. I really look at the personal development that I do. I look at the, you know, like they say, surround yourself with the five, yeah. you're, you're going to be who you surround yourself with, you know, the five people, whatever. I look at a lot of those people as my mentors when I'm reading their books or listening to their podcasts or whatever. And then over time, those ideas and stuff kind of make their way into your brain yeah. and become kind of ingrained there, you know? And so I think that's, that's super important. The, the godfather of podcasting. Um, Joe Rogan had a guy named Dakota something. On oh the yeah, Dakota Meyer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dakota said something along the lines of that we kind of just are who we are. And what I like about Joe is he's willing to disagree because he goes, no. We're actually the sum of what we listen to, what we read, what we watch. You know, he was kind of going in the direction of that, that we're, we are the five people that we hang out with the most. And I think Dakota was kind of saying like, ah, we are who we are. We can change a little bit, but I, I think is what I got out of it. And then Joe's like, no, yeah, there's so much more that goes into who you are. You know, so if we're just listening to, I mean, and I've fallen into this, you just listen to the news all day man, life sucks mm-hmm. because I'm listening to negative clickbait crap all day long. But lately I've been listening to, uh, well, I listened for years. It was just podcasts and audiobooks. I started to get a little bit burned out and like just over and over. It's kind of like the same thing drilled into my head. And I, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I got to switch this up. Like, what can I do? So I started listening to Johnny Cash Radio on Spotify. Oh, cool. I honestly feel like my life has changed. <laughs> That's cool. And it sounds weird, but... You can't listen to that old country music without just having a little smile on your face. Yeah. Well, then that little smile on my face translates to someone cuts me off in traffic, and it's like, that's ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. I'm, I'm listening to Johnny Cash saying that he, he built a car over a 30-year period. Yeah. You know, or <laughs> there's some that's weird awesome. songs on there. I'm going to have to try that Oh, out. it's so good. Yeah. Um, he, uh, there's just songs. We, we put celebrities on such a pedestal uh-huh and then you listen to these celebrities and you're like we knew you were doing drugs all along <laughs> <Yeah>. like no <laughs> i think everybody knew he was yeah. doing drugs <laughs> yeah johnny cash and then willie nelson he's like 
talking about LSD and smoking pot. And you're like, wait a second. You know, one of these celebrities dies of a drug overdose, and we're all like, what? Like, they've been saying that they're doing hardcore drugs for years. It's the, your neighbor dies of an overdose, and you're like, oh, he was, he yeah. was troubled. Yeah. These celebrities, it's like, what? Yeah. He wasn't doing drugs. No. Wasn't he, it like Waylon Jennings was running around with them and like. Dude, I think well, like all, even like Hank Williams, yeah. like he died a yeah. I think drug overdose. Yeah, it was, it was a, crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> as far as just going back to being being in but that it was state simple, of mind. Though. That's the thing. It so was simple. simple. Very so, simple yep. messages and things like yep. that. You know? Yeah, even the songs are short. Hmm. You know, you listen, it's like a a minute and ten second song. You're like, what? It's over? Hmm. It was just a different time. Yeah. But but the, if it changes your frame of mind, yes. that's, the, that's the key. Yep. Last night I was driving home and I was listening to, oh, a great book. Um, it's about the, the uh, Comanche Indians, uh, Summer of the Empire Moon. Hmm. Such a good book. Like, I've listened to it about three times now. I'll check it out. But I was just kind of driving and I was like, man, I'm kind of sick of this book. And you start listening to Johnny Cash Radio and <laughs> it... It just you just can't be you can't be unhappy. Get some Merle like, Haggard. We don't and... smoke marijuana in somewhere. We don't go on trips on LSD. And you're like, wait, he's saying all the things that he does do. <laughs> Trickster. Yeah, yeah, it's just good. Well, I think that that I think that's the key is finding things to elevate our mood. Help us be optimistic, yeah. surround ourselves with success and everything. Even like following pages in Instagram that pop up yeah, positive memes or something, you know, like I think there is absolutely an effect on what we surround ourselves with. I agree. Yeah, I think you're right. So going kind of deep for a second, entanglement theory, uh, quantum mechanics, quantum physics. So when you get deep into an atom you get to a place and I think they've even found more than what are called quarks at this point but the only way to know where a quark is is to think about where it's going to be hmm. which is nuts so that's like a sub a subatomic a, particle. Atomic particle yeah. yeah so they're looking at this and they go we really want to see a quark but I can't see a quark well I want it I want to see it right there it appears it's there well now they've done these dna studies and everything of there was there was this one of a military guy uh, i think it was world war ii and they i don't know how they do all this but they take his dna and they can kind of uh, map what it's doing at the time like if it's happy if it's sad i don't know mm -hmm. how this all works mm -hmm. well then they they take his dna and they put it in another room and they show him some videos of world war ii the painful side, the scary side, the emotional side, also the happy side. When they start doing this, they see his DNA changing in the other room. Like, it's happy, sad, the same as him. Well, then they're like, well, let's see how far it can go. It goes pretty much as far as you can around the earth. And it was doing the same thing at the same exact time. So then we, we have this entanglement theory. Like, you and I shake hands. Well, we've just traded DNA on our hands mm -hmm. everyone's kind of connected in some way but then even going to the five people that we hang out with the most well why if i'm hanging out with a bunch of 
massively successful people, I be, start to become successful. Like it could actually be part of this entanglement theory. Hmm. Like it's pretty cool that mm-hmm. it's just you know actual frequencies and feelings and emotions and and DNA start to actually get there. It's cool. It's it it's cool. deep. I think it's very theoretical, but to me, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah. so then it's like, okay, well, you know, you want to be careful who you're who you're hugging and swapping DNA with. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're... Uh, Mask up and ma- vaccinate. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, okay. Well, Which, so so while you were talking about that, I had this thought of, you know, like I've, I've always believed that what you focus on expands. Yeah. Um, you know, so it makes sense that a lo- we feel stuck when we're in a job maybe because we're focusing on that for eight or 10 hours a day. Yeah. Like we don't have any other focus to get other things expanding, you know, um, can be, but I was thinking too, like, I wonder, so say, say we focus on, I want to make a million dollars. Well, the, the million dollars is probably there, you know, and we probably could achieve that if we focused on it. But a lot of times we don't have the confidence in ourselves to know that that's it. We second guess and we're like, ah, focusing on a million is too much. I'm not going to focus on a million. I'm going to focus on a hundred thousand, which is fine. Cause then, you know, if we really truly focus on and work towards the hundred thousand, then we gain a little bit of confidence and it's yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, now I am going to focus on 500,000. I just made a hundred thousand, yeah. but the million was probably there too. If we just had the confidence Definitely. to focus on that, you know? And so yeah. it's, it's, and people probably do. You know, they probably make that leap, maybe, whereas other people take a few steps to get there, and it's all good. But it's just interesting, I think, that a lot of times we discount our own abilities and our own self-confidence instead of, or, but maybe we don't identify that. We think, well, the million dollars isn't there. We're focusing on the million dollars instead of, that the million dollars isn't out there instead of the, well, I need to change before I can focus on that and see it maybe i don't know yeah i don't know no i think you're exactly right and it goes back to margin the marginal gains you know we we feel like oh a million's just so much okay so make a thousand Mm -hmm. then make then make five and then that marginal it's huge and it's in fitness and it's in emotional well-being and we've got you know all of the 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 pillars up here of cash calf so mindset value creation freedom self-development finance kind of the legal side, service and, and spirituality, it, you all have to, you have to start at one place and you can't just jump to the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, I wish people could see everything I'm pointing at right now, but we have this little thing that says what people think success looks like. And it's just this perfect line to a flag. But what success really is, is you gain a little bit of altitude and then you got to dip into that river and then you can gain a little bit more and you've got to climb down into that canyon you know, it's a, it's an up and it's an undulating thing upward. It's a, uh, how does Gregory Manorino say it? It's a, it's up and down with an upward tilt or something like that. Yeah. 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 And I it's, think that is what he says. And that's, yeah, it's that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He talks about that with the S and P 500, like mm-hmm. it just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's, uh, but you can yeah. see that when you yes. look at, when you look at Zoom a 12 month period, Yep, And it's like that with our life too, as you look at a 12 month period and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not making any progress. Yeah, And then you zoom it out to five or 10 years and you're like, holy crap, I'm a completely yeah. different person. 
It's cool. And even worth the one-year perspective probably yeah. most of the time too. You just, maybe it's not recognizable. Well, and I think the key there is what you just said with, we're a completely different person. I think that's really what all of this comes down to is being able to focus on ourselves enough to become what we want to be. Mm-hmm. You yeah, can't just important. can't just get it. We got it. We have to become it. Yeah. Yep. Marginally. Marginally, I think so. Yeah, and I think you know, I think that's important. Like like we were talking, you know, work on yourself. Kind of see what your motivations are. I would say some of the other steps too, or like you talked about before, was start start researching other businesses you know like that's a that's a small step in the right direction research how what's the difference between an s corp and an llc or you know and and we have tons of resources now where that education and those things can be gained so quickly so fast you could watch a youtube video a day you know say you want to learn about business structure or starting a business or something within a few hours of YouTube videos, you can be educated on how how you need to start a whatever kind of business you want. And you're now possibly an expert. Yeah. You know, when, if you ask nine out of 10 people on the street, the difference between an LLC and an S Corp, you're like, I don't know. Well, I don't even, I've never heard those letters. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what that is. You just became an expert on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's cool. That, that kid uh, that we were talking about in the beginning, Mr. Beast, he had to teach himself all of that probably on YouTube. He he learned how to become a YouTube star on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Like we have, we have that. And maybe that's the hard part too, is there's so much information available. It's hard to maybe decipher some of that and know what the proper steps are. Um, Very true. That's why I started listening to Johnny Cash radio. Yeah. I honestly felt an, an information overload to the point where I was like, why am I learning this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like I kind of know the basic principles and I'm not going to say like, I know them good enough to stop studying them, but it really was kind of temporarily. I'm just going to listen to some happy stuff instead of yeah. try to do all this. That's interesting. Cause I've kind of felt the same way. Like I, I have like investing guys that I would like yeah. for a year's time. I think I, li- I probably listened to like, and I took some classes and stuff on investing and stuff. So I just was like totally engulfed in it for like a year. And here a couple months ago, I could feel that. I was like, Ugh, I don't want to, you know, like I'll maintain, I'll, but I want to do something else. So yeah. I'll send you, I've uh, actually, I'll I've, send you that, that episode or the, that playlist. Cause it is so good. It's going to change awesome. your life. <laughs> I, uh, so I've actually, I've had a hard time struggling knowing what to study this year. Cause I usually get a few books to study or something. You yeah. Know? And that's kind of my study for the year. And um, I've settled on Jordan Peterson. I've listened to a ton of his stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of, and it's not as much in your face business investing type stuff. It's more kind of personal development, just uh, maybe philosophy, philosophy. something like that. But anyway, but it's common sense philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I like Jordan Peterson as well. And he is one that I truly have to, Listen, stop listening, process it, listen again. Yeah. Like his, his book, 12 Rules for Life, or especially his YouTube deals about Christianity and all of that. Yeah. Have you listened to oh, the Bible series? Yes. No. I started. I started. Yeah. It's so deep <laughs> that I'm like, 
you know, that is it th- like three hours? That first one's pretty long. Maybe it's each just an hour. Are. There's like 20 of them. And yeah. I think they're about an hour or two hours or I've three hours. I probably each. listened to three of the videos mm-hmm. and it really was like, listen to 10 minutes, go listen to it again. Listen to, yeah. to 20 minutes, go back and listen to the last 10. It's, he's just so deep. I can't. I haven't listened. I've only listened to about three of them, but it's been, I didn't find them until just recently. So I've kind of done it in, um, in, uh, with the same church study that's going on, oh, you know, because yeah. we're studying the Old Testament this year, and so it's a little been a little bit easier for me to process because I read it yeah, and then sense. I know what's going on. But same thing, I'm like sometimes I'm like I don't even know what the heck you're talking about. No, he's so he's so but, deep, but he's really but good. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. people should definitely listen to him, whether you're liberal or conservative or anywhere in between. Just being open minded to, to some of that stuff. I like it because he's he's pretty humble oh, for yeah. his for his. Uh, well-respected and and is educated and is well-published and like the credentials he has he's pretty humble about it you know so it's it's cool it is really cool anyway that's been my real my relief from the information overload this year so it's been good your your relief from information overload is jordan peterson (laughs) well (laughs) probably because i can just tune out sometimes and listen and it's the chatter and i'm not meditating so deep right at night like i don't even understand this crap i'm just gonna let it go and act like i do yeah his his daughter's got some really good stuff too oh yeah yeah um yeah yeah cool well i appreciate today it was we kind of ended. I ended ended us off in the weeds, but no, I, I think we ended perfectly because I think that's also important. You know, we're talking marginal gains, but sometimes you might have to just step off the path for a minute, mm-hmm. reset. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And there's value there too. Yeah, very true. You know, I mean, yep. it's it's okay to take a break for a bit. Yeah, I like it. Well, uh, we're gonna get back together tomorrow. We'll release this um, tonight. Yeah. Sounds good. Sweet. Cool. All right. Thanks, Matt. See See ya. ya.